Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor and memory of the 45 people who passed away in Meron on Lagba Eimer. May Hashem comfort their families, and may He give everyone who was injured a complete and speedy recovery. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the complete and speedy recovery of Shaul ben Brita, as well as the Lit Bat Shoshana. This week's Parsha Perspective is dedicated in memory of Shlomo ben Edward and Edward ben Sho. May their souls be uplifted and their memories a blessing. This Shabbos is called Shabbos Chazak as we end the third book of the Torah, Sefer Vayikra. Our parshas begin with an overview of the laws of Shemitah and Yoivol. Shemitah is a seven-year cycle in which we may farm the land for six years. However, we must let the land rest in the seventh year. The Yoivol cycle, which also requires letting the land rest, is the first year after seven Shemitah cycles. And in this year, all Jewish slaves must be released and all properties are reverted back to their original owners. The Torah then lists the amazing rewards that Hashem will give us and bestow upon us for the following the Torah and listening to His mitzvahs. However, the Parsha also informs us of the punishments, heaven forbid, that will be given if we disobey God's commandments. However, a question comes to mind. Why do we end off the book of Vayikra, which is primarily focused on Kohanim in the Mishkan with the mitzvah of Shemitah? Shouldn't we finish Vayikra with mitzvahs, with commandments that are connected to the Mishkan or Besam Mikdash? And furthermore, this is not the first time we are commanded about the mitzvah of Shemitah. We learn about Shemitah in Parshas Mishpatim in Shemais, where it says six years you shall sow the land, but in the seventh year you must let the land rest. Why does it repeat this special mitzvah at the beginning of our Torah portion? The Chizkuni, the famous French rabbi from the 13th century of Chizkiah Ben-Mana, answers this question by explaining what is added at the beginning of our Parsha. He writes that our Parsha attaches another mitzvah to the mitzvah of Shemitah, Yoivu. Since the Yoivu cycle is inherently connected with Shemitah, for it is one year after seven Shemir cycles, the Torah found it fitting to repeat Shemitah when commanding us about the Yoivu cycle. The Cheskuni continues that it is actually the Sanhedrin's responsibility, the Jewish Supreme Court's responsibility to keep count of the Shemitah and Yoivu cycles. And since the Lishkas Palhedrin, the chamber of stone in the courtyard of the Beis Mikdash, served as the seat for the Sanhedrin, the Torah finishes off Vayikra with these unique mitzvahs. However, Rabbi Sachs, a blessed memory, in his book Covenant and Conversation, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He explains that the commandments, the mitzvahs of Shemitah and Yoivu are the culmination of all the holiness and spirituality that can be achieved from the Beis Mikdash. Because resting the land during these years requires vast amounts of trust and belief in God. And this is why the Torah mentions in the first Pasuk of our Torah portion, that Shemitah was given at Har Sinai at Mount Sinai. For Har Sinai teaches us that we must have a slight ego and Jewish pride to hold and have the courage to stand strong in our belief in God. And when a terrible tragedy like what happened in Meron on Lagba Eimer, we still keep our trust and even strengthen our connection to God. The Talmud in Shabbos writes that the first question a person will be asked when they reach the heavenly court will not be if they had time to study Torah but instead did they conduct and manage their business dealings honestly. Rabbi Sachs explains that the pinnacle of holiness is when it directly affects and changes your physical life. 
that your daily routine and activities are changed not only to fit the laws of society, but the sanctity of God Himself. In our daily life, it is imperative that we understand that beyond all religiosity or devotion to God, we must first be a kind and benevolent people. We can never use our faith in God to be hostile or combative with any person, for we all part of God's creation. And moreover, the fact that we have a connection to God obligates us even further to be sympathetic, understanding, and charitable to the less fortunate. This idea was displayed and demonstrated after the horrific tragedy at Meron last week, when thousands of people lined up to donate blood to those in need, and this was done irrespective of knowing or agreeing with those who were injured. And in the merit of this amazing demonstration of unity, may Hashem comfort the families that have lost their fathers, husbands, or children, and may He give a complete and speedy recovery to all those who were injured. There's an amazing quote that I once heard, Individually, we are a drop, but together, we are an ocean. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.